morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion behind the scenes, and Andrew Cashflow is in the building, Jackie, the crypto juggernaut, and I messed up my intro, so sorry about that, guys, but I am very excited for today's episode. Today in Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how crypto advertising was banned from the Super Bowl this year, but that didn't stop Elon Musk from representing his favorite meme coin. Coinbase is gearing up for a legal battle against the SEC in order to bring further clarity on stablecoins and staking in the United States. As a Chinese multi-level marketing scheme is being built on Matic, we debate if this $22 million project is a rug pull waiting to happen. Binance USD is the latest project to be brought to court by the SEC, calling the entire crypto community to come together. With Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP enthusiasts all speaking out against enforcement actions, we break down the details, showing our community how this digital revolution is already underway. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Andrew Cashflow, thank you for making time for us this morning. We've got some fantastic news prepared for our listeners today. And before we get into that, how are you feeling, my friend? How was your weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I had an excellent weekend. Uh, actually, winter looks a little bit over now here in the Netherlands and uh, blue skies at the moment. So really looking forward to spring and uh, to new life. And talking about new life, my, uh, my, my niece uh, just uh, gave birth to, uh, to a little uh, daughter last weekend. So uh, Congratulations. Little, That's awesome. uh, there is a little uh, celebration in the family. So we're all uh, very happy. Yeah. Some positive news on this Monday. And Jackie, we're going to you next. We've got some fantastic news, but also some scary stuff happening with the SEC and Coinbase. Before we get into it, how are you feeling, Jackie? Thank you for being here. I feel great. Congratulations, Andrew. That's so fun. Thank Aww, you. Thank there's you. nothing better than a little baby. Um, I actually, so I was over the weekend, I was going through, I just have to tell this really quick because I'll be on on Thursday, guys, and I want to show this video at the beginning of the show, but I was going through some of our um, video footage from our last conference, and we had a little bit of fun, the crypto team did uh, afterwards, and we went to an arcade, and I found a video of Abs and I playing this, um, this game where you have to like press all the buttons, and whoever can do it the fastest and i will say even though abs can talk faster than me i have reflexes like a cat so we should show that video on thursday i'll have to it's see the video good. jackie i'll have to give it it's corporate so good i whooped you put on air because you know what this is good morning crypto and we only bring facts here but jackie we're going to start this show off the same way we always do by showing you our good morning crypto twitter account that's at 3tgm crypto on twitter you get access to every member of our team go smash that follow button we love talking to you the Bitcoin fear and greed index is in moderate fear this morning, sitting in neutral, actually, at a 48. And we check out some of the daily movers. It's a red day across the board. GRT is down 11% after having a major week. VeChain down 7%. SAND down 9%. But let's check out the total coin market cap. Today, we are sitting at $1 trillion flat this morning. Bitcoin is 42% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 21600 Ethereum just below 1500 XRP is 36 cents, Cardano's 35, Matic is 116, and one of our favorites, Quant Network today, sitting at $130. And Andrew Cashflow, lots of negative news in the crypto market after a positive bullish momentum last week. What does it mean to you that all the SEC news we're getting, having some red days, what are you anticipating, my friend? 
Yeah, I, actually, I, I bought I bought some crypto uh, the, uh, the uh, last weekend. I bought some Audius. It's called the ticker symbol is Audio, and you know I only, only spent a, a very small amount of money in it, but it's uh, yeah, it looks like in a streaming uh, streaming decentralized streaming uh, coin. So you know, not financial advice for everybody. And uh, actually, talking about staking, I also put some uh, some CRO on on staking again. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure. I'm, I'm actually, I did was first. It was in the crypto.com DeFi wallet, and I moved it to my Kepler wallet because that's much more easy uh, to use. And uh, so my uh, my CRO is on staking, and then and then we get a lot of news about staking in the market. So uh, let's talk about that later. But uh, yeah. You know, everything's going fine. Some news, some news about staking is an understatement, Andrew. We've got some very, very interesting statements from the SEC. And the first article that we're going to start with is U.S. crypto lawsuits have reached an all-time high with a 42% increase in just the year of 2022. And of course, anybody who's been following this market knows the SEC is leading when it comes to United States enforcement, totaling 53 lawsuits since 2018. An initial coin offering fraud accounted for 12 of these and theft was about 10. So Jackie, before we dive into the details, how do you feel about the SEC news that was released today? And then we'll dive into some more articles. Yeah, this is expected. We've been talking uh, quite a bit about this. Um, you know, first they first they don't believe you, then they, then they try to fight you. So it's no shock that we have an increase in lawsuits. Um, that's what we expected to get. So um, yeah, just hold on for the ride. Uh, just waiting, I guess. I mean, people, it's kind of... It's kind of a long game, obviously, for people that have been in the crypto market for a while. Uh, you know, we we're not going anywhere, um, but we're just waiting for clarity. So that's kind of the point where we're at. Andrew, and I'd love to start this episode out with a great tweet from a Fox News reporter, Eleanor Tourette. But before we do that, we got 189 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're talking about the SEC and most importantly, the enforcement actions taking place this week. Speaking with an industry expert this morning on the BUSD News, Eleanor reported, I think Gary Gensler and the SEC have truly lost the plot and gone mad with power. I've bought and sold millions of dollars worth of stable coins and never once did I think I'd profit from them. And for anybody who doesn't understand the news today, Coinbase is willing to defend staking in court against the SEC if needed, but that's not the breaking news. The breaking news here is that the SEC filed a lawsuit against Paxos over BUSD and it's baffling the crypto community. BUSD is being in the sights of the United States regulators sparked various reactions from the crypto community. The, SOC, the SEC issued a Wells notice to Paxos alleging that BUSD is an unregistered security. Now, the crypto community members laid down various theories into the allegations being an unregistered security. But the most important thing is that stablecoins do not fill any prong of the Howey test. And I'm running out of breath here, Andrew. So before we break that down, all those details, I'd love to hear a broad spectrum. What do you think about the SEC's enforcement action and what it means for United States crypto regulation? Now, yeah, you know, what, what I see, the first thing was I thought was when I saw this article was, you know, the SEC is pretty under fire. They get so much criticism that they are making no decisions and there's nothing going forward. And, uh, you know, so I think the, the SEC is currently starting a sort of battle to show at least uh, the government and all, all those other crit crit critical people to say, you know, see, we are doing a lot of good stuff and we do it for the people, however you can question that. So I think it's a sort of... Uh, counter reaction from the SEC to 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 accelerate on, on lawsuits uh, and do they 
uh, yeah, do they do a favor to innovation in US? No, of course not. But, you know, there is so many egos, I think, in this whole atmosphere. However, um, I think we should not worry so much. This is the battle that we need in crypto to, 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 yeah, to go forward. And people need to get used because it's a whole new system, crypto. For a lot of people, it's new. There's still a lot of people that think it's a scam. And um, so just, you know, we just see, we do our fundamental research. We know which coins are good and which are bad coins. We keep investing in the good ones, investing on the way up. And when the, when the way up or the way down and when the way up is found again, we start selling and, and gradually sell our, our, our coins and then we make our profits. So I would say, do not worry too much. Do not jump in, 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 in weird coins. Uh, get your cryptos off exchanges because that's important. Keep them in your wallets. We teach you everything in the academy how to do that. And uh, it's just, it's currently, it's just a waiting game. And let's, let's enjoy. Let's enjoy what, what's happening in the market. Don't, don't be too, too angry or whatever. Just see what's happening. And, and, and if prices come down, we take we take advantage. Absolutely, Andrew. And with 220 live listeners joining us, show us some love, smash that like button, and check out these statistics released just this week. As BNY Mellon knows, crypto is here to stay, Jackie. And what gets me so excited about this article is everybody in the mainstream news is talking about the lawsuits that are being filed. Well, the important statistics are being held behind the scenes, and we're going to read a couple of them here for our listeners. So a study conducted by BNY Mellon found that 91% of custodial banks are investing in blockchain-based tokenized products. That means the tokenization of real-world assets. 86% of these institutions are adopting a buy-and-hold strategy, which may suggest that the cryptocurrency market is a long-term play. 88% also said that they see severe cryptocurrency market downturn in 2022, as nothing. They, they were not deterred away from this market whatsoever. They're actually more optimistic about the next three years than they were in the previous five. So Jackie, with all these lawsuits coming against the crypto market, what does it mean to you that 91% of institutions are ready to invest in crypto? Yeah, these are the statistics that people should be paying attention to. There's a lot of articles that come out um, that worry investors about cryptocurrency, you know, that there's hard hitting lawsuits against cryptocurrency. These are the statistics that you really need to pay attention to. 91% of custodian banks um, are looking into investing into blockchain tokenized products. So that's that's huge. Um, I would say the other 9% are either going to, you know, fall away off to the wayside or they're eventually going to get in late and, you know, not be so relevant. But 91%, that's huge. Um and that's, that's exactly, if you're not following Coach JV's channel, uh, that's exactly what he talks about all the time. He used, he used to be a banker, an executive banker. Um, and so he's been right. All of these, all of these banks behind the scenes are flipping over to blockchain technology. And so, and that's one thing is they're they're not being vocal about it. They're kind of doing it. Um, there was one video that Coach JV had brought out that, you know, they, they're doing the release and they're just putting it on their website and they're actually not doing a public announcement. And so that's, slowly um slowly methodically that's what's going to happen if you're not paying attention if you're not actually you know actually going out and doing your research nobody's going to know about this switch so um so take a look guys uh definitely uh hold hold true to those types of statistics and facts uh don't just kind of hide away from the other stuff that sends fear and fud um into your mind 
Absolutely, Jackie. And Andrew, you're going to love this statistic here because while the SEC is coming after crypto exchanges, it appears their friends at Fidelity didn't get the message as the firm is exploring offerings around offering staking on assets such as Bitcoin and Ethereum, in addition to hiring up to 500 new employees for their crypto asset division. So we've got some hard articles I wanted to dive into, but just to share some stats there, Fidelity doesn't seem to be fearful of the SEC, neither is Coinbase. What are you thinking, Andrew? Is this something that's going to come and go or are these enforcement actions here to stay? Nah, this, this is this is hilarious. This is this is super funny. What's happening here? I mean, the, the major players are just preparing for, you know, they 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 call it staking, and 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 I mean, and the SEC is fighting like, like 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 a cat in the water and trying to save itself. That that's how it feels for me. And by the way, don't um, let me say something about staking. There is staking and there is staking. Staking actually means that you send your coins or that you, that you delegate your coins to a validator and the validator helps to uh, secure the network. However, Bitcoin cannot be staked because Bitcoin is a, is a proof of work blockchain and not a proof of uh, stake blockchain. So if you think you are staking, actually you are lending your Bitcoin out, for example, to, to Fidelity. And they will lend it out to somebody else. They get rewards and you get also rewards. It's just as there is an interest account at your bank, bank account. So keep very good in mind what is the difference between centralized staking or earning possibilities and in a decentralized way. So I, I'm very now, now I'm very much in favor of decentralized staking and earning that you have your own wallet where you have your private and your public key both and there you stake to validators and that, that that's what we teach all the time and be very reluctant to move your coins to centralized organizations because we have seen what happened at ftx at uh, at, at, at celsius at blockfi uh, voyager they all go bankrupt i do not expect that uh, that Fidelity go, go bankrupt so fast, but still, I don't like it. And uh, I'm not staking at uh, or earning at, at centralized entities. Just, just take your uh, take your crypto off there. Good morning, Johnny Crypto. We got the man, the myth, the legend in the building. I'm not going to give you a hard time, my friend. I want to say thank you for making time for us. How you feeling? And we'll continue with our articles. Well, good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there. I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And there's always uh, bumps in the road that we have to take care of every day. So I got them taken care of, and here I am, happy to hop into it. And what are we talking about today? We've got some breaking news here, guys. As Coinbase is willing to defend staking in court against the SEC, and willingly enough, their CEO sounded optimistic about this legal battle. I have got an interesting take on this, so I'm excited to talk about this, Johnny. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong tweeted out on Sunday that the company's staking <clears throat> services are not securities. He will happily defend this in court if needed. This tweet comes after the SEC hit a rival exchange Kraken with a $30 million fine for offering staking as a service without registering with the SEC. Now, what's interesting is the details that Andrew just broke down, talking about how there's two types of staking. You can stake initially directly into the blockchain, or you could use a third party such as Kraken or Coinbase to do your staking for you and get a yield return. Well, that's exactly what the SEC is going after here. And Kraken's CEO took the time to respond. You're going to like this. He said, oh man, all I had to do was fill out a form on a website and tell people staking rewards come from staking. Wish I had seen this video before paying $30 million to Gary Gensler and permanently shutting down the service in the United States. This is a sarcastic remark from one of the founders, Johnny, and I'd like to get some of your thoughts. 
Gary Gensler is coming after Kraken, but Coinbase doesn't seem to be worried. Why do you believe Coinbase is willing to battle the SEC, spending hundreds of million do- millions of dollars? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't have the answer as to why. All I all I know is I'm just happy to see them coming and fighting them because this is what needs to happen. We need folks that aren't willing to come out and fight um, fight the SEC, right? You got Ripple who's coming out and fighting the good fight for two years. Now you got Coinbase saying, no, 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 we're not going to back down like a, you know, a bunch of wusses. We're going to hang out here. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to try to fight this thing. Now the reality is, you know, all this is really going to do, I'll tell you what it did for me. And I think it'll do it for a good chunk of people. It's just going to do what Andrew has been saying to do for all these years, which is stop, stop fake staking on exchanges and do real staking on fake staking, I like that. So you yeah, could, words. yeah, I like it too. Yeah, you could fake stake, you could fake stake on an exchange, or you could do a real exchange. I mean, a real stake on a on a on a Kepler wallet or on a um uh, a, de- a decentralized wallet, right? Like Atomic wallet, Meta. I don't know if MetaMask, but uh, t- you know, yeah, I use Atomic, but there's lots of different wallets where you can exit this trust wallet. You can do real um, validator staking, and so you're getting true earning. And I'm not even sure they. I don't think there's any way to stop that. I mean, I don't know how the SEC would do that, other than you know they have to <laughs> shut down every single decentralized wallet, which is almost you know impossible. So anyway, nonetheless, though, that's a good thing if people start doing that because now you're in control of your keys. You're in control of your money. You're in control of everything and very, very low risk of losing your stuff other than if you, you know, you get hacked on your computer if you're using a hot wallet. Um, But we still need this abs. We absolutely need a few players. And and Yusko, no, not Yusko. It was DZ who said it. Like, remember, he gave the example, so important, of the cigarette companies versus the gun companies, right? The gun companies took a stance. The cigarette companies folded like a $2 bill. What we don't want is these crypto companies to fold like $2 bills. We need a few of them to stand up and fight for what's right, or crypto is going to be minimized to almost nothing. And that's what we don't want to happen. So I don't give a shit. I don't care what the reason is of why Coinbase feels they could do it. I'm just glad they're fighting the fight. To me, that's more important than anything else. Here's what stuck out to me, Johnny. Back in 2020, we had the SEC come after Ripple, sue them, and immediately, immediately, Coinbase removed XRP from their exchange and said they were not willing to battle it out, whether XRP, the third largest cryptocurrency in the world, they didn't care if that was considered a security. But for some reason, they are concerned about these low caps. I believe there's nine small cap tokens they're willing to argue for, including stablecoins. So, Johnny, I know we heard from you. Let's go to Andrew Cashflow and kick it to Jackie here. Why do you think Coinbase is willing to battle it out when it comes to stablecoins and staking, but let XRP be removed directly off their platform? Um, keep one thing in mind. When the XRP lawsuit started, Coinbase was not partnering, partnering at that time with BlackRock. And currently they are. So I think they feel a lot stronger at the moment because they are the, 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 the partner. And and that, that's why I think they, uh, yeah, they, 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 they are willing to fight because they have now, behind the scenes, they have so much influence and power that, yeah. And what Johnny says, I, li- I like it that, uh, that, that the SEC is uh, yeah, now attacked because, yeah, it, 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 it should stop. But on the other hand, before you were here in the, in the call or in the, in the, in the, in the show, uh, Johnny, I also said, we just need this time and the, the battle is needed. And, and we, we just also can enjoy it and, and smile and, and, uh, and, and accumulate more, more coins 
and wait for the for the next bullrun because for sure the next bullrun will come around one uh, half a year before uh, before that the halvening. So uh, exactly, Andrew. So we've got a bullish we've got a bullish catalyst, and it's only twelve months away for all of our listeners. But we got two hundred and sixty four live warriors joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button, and check out how Coinbase staking cannot be considered a security if we continue to follow the four prongs of the Howey test. So one of the leading uh, lawyers at Coinbase commented and said that staking fails the Howey test and is a key tool used by the SEC to use for what counts as a security. The four elements of the Howey test are an investment of money, a common enterprise, reasonable expectations of profit, and an effort from others. He commented and said, all participants are connected to the blockchain and are able to validate transactions through a community of users with equal access to the same information. This in and of itself is one reason it's not considered a security. But when staking is considered an investment, that could also not be the case. Staking is not an investment because the staker isn't giving up one thing in order to receive another. They own the exact same assets they did before, except they're earning a reward. So Jackie, how do you feel about these staking statements? And what do you believe is going to happen? Is staking going to be considered an unregistered security? Would that technically be true, though, on centralized exchanges? Because... I, I don't know. That's that's my argument with his last comment was because when you when you do crypto earn, um, essentially fake staking, everyone threw the word staking out there, got me hungry. But the, technically, you don't own it at that point. Correct. So that's the only that's the only argument I guess I have um, towards his towards his final statements there. But but I agree. Um, if you do decentralized staking, um, therefore, I agree with his comments there that, yeah, it would not it would not fit to the Howey test and and therefore would be fine. And Johnny, what's something else that was interesting is before we had all of these collapses in SEC lawsuits, Celsius was a product that everybody was talking about in the United States, specifically within the XRP community, because Celsius was offering a seven percent yield return on your XRP. And before it vanished into the oblivion and fell into the abyss, everybody was bragging about Celsius and how they were providing a premier product within the industry. This is why regulation is necessary. If Celsius had to go through certain checks and balances, a lot of those people wouldn't have lost their initial holdings and they would have understood that Celsius was gambling the debt that they were taking on. We've seen many crypto exchanges do the same thing. So maybe you can take a positive spin. Is there any positivity in the fact that the SEC is slowly regulating this market without guidelines? Well, I mean, no, that's a problem. <laughs> we don't want the SEC making the rules. We want Congress making the rules and then the SEC actually enforcing those rules. But right now that's not happening because Congress isn't doing their job, right? So that, that's part of the problem. We need that. But, you know, what's interesting here is, see, this is where it gets tricky. Very tricky. You can't stake XRP. It doesn't work that way, right? You can't earn rewards. Um, it's, it's not, it doesn't, that, that's not, it doesn't, it doesn't pay its validators to do that. It's already, so it doesn't work that way. So what happens with XRP when you fake stake it? I love that by the way. And Jackie, do you like your steak medium rare or well done? You'll have to tell us if you're hungry, but anyway, um, medium ab- what happened to what happens is you have to, um, when you fake stake XRP and there's several other ones like this. They don't really uh, stake it to a validator for they don't act as a conduit or a highway for you to to staking it. They actually lend it out to other people and, and then they pay you an interest. Right. That is a very, 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 very much like a security. And that's a problem. But if there's other things like, you know, Osmos or Juno or, or you know, Andrew's favorite, Adam, and 
and, and things like that, or Cardano, where you're actually staking it on a validator, and they're just a conduit, the highway to get you there. Okay, why you can't stake it? Johnny, we got to address this, and Andrew Cashel is probably not stake. Yeah, it, let him let him address staking. it. Andrew Cashel, I'd love for you to break it down. One of our listeners, and I'm sure a lot of people have the same question. Johnny, you brought this up. If somebody asked it, there's a dozen people who didn't. Why can't you stake XRP? I'm on Nexo right now, and I made 4,000 plus XRP with their staking protocol. Guys, Andrew Cashel is about to break it down. That is not staking. That is a yield return. So maybe, Andrew, you can break down the difference, and we'll continue with the show. Um, if you bring your coins to a centralized entity like Nexo, Celsius, Binance, Coinbase, all central where you do not own your uh, your uh, your uh, uh, crypto private key, you do not own your crypto anymore, and they can do whatever they want. And they call it staking, but it is not staking. It is earning. You earn a reward because you're lent out your crypto. Maybe the centralized entity stake it for you, but still, you, it is not your crypto anymore. So what is the difference if you stake it directly from a decentralized wallet, for example, from your Kepler wallet to a validator, then you, you, you delegate your coins and you always stay owner of your coins. So what is fake staking in this definition? Fake staking, if, if that's, a, that's an earning product that you do at a centralized entity, and yeah, a normal staking or decentralized staking is if you stake it from your, uh, from your wallet, from your Kepler wallet, your Atomic wallet, your Exodus wallet, that kind of staking. That, that is real staking. And by the way, if you do centralized staking or fake staking, you can lose your coins. If you do uh, uh, real staking from your wallet, you never can lose your coins because you only delegate your coins and you stay owner of your coins. That's a beautiful detail there, Andrew. And I want to reiterate it for our listeners. He said, if you, de if you use a centralized entity like Kraken, Nexo, Coinbase, your coins are at risk. If you stake directly into the blockchain, being a delegator, there is no risk to your initial deposit because you're actually in the network. Your coins are still existing in there and they're not being leveraged traded behind the scenes. But Johnny, we got 285 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you something very interesting about how Coinbase is being hindered by United States regulation, Roto. But before we do that, what, is, what are you thinking? Yeah, so you know, one of the things I think that's important and different and I don't think people understand. I just want to clarify this staking versus yield earning. Staking is when you actually, like Andrew said, you're giving your coins to the blockchain. So they provide liquidity and you get a return for that. So it can work. When you when you do fake staking, like in XRP, where you don't give its liquidity to the blockchain, uh, you're just getting, they're, they're lending it out. It's just like a bank where they would, you put your money, bank gives you so much money to take, and then they go lend it out and do whatever the hell they want with it. That's the difference here. And that's why you want to make sure when you're truly staking your coin, just now here's the one caveat with staking with a validator that's interesting. When you try to unstake certain ones, it could take two weeks to unstake. Some they'll tell you that when you go to stake them, some of these will say, Hey, you can't unstake tomorrow. Whereas with the centralized exchanges, it was great. You could pretty much unstake them instantly. You cannot do that with true unstaking. You gotta be very, very careful when you do that, Abs. And then just, I, hey, Abs, I wanted to show you one thing that I thought you'd appreciate. Of course. And we'll move on here. I did a poll this weekend of the four stages to see yeah. if people knew where we are. And check this out. People are freaking awake. They get it. 
Uh, you know, Let I, me so just read this for our listeners, Johnny. Yeah. So it says 82% of the people who responded, over 300 people responded to your survey. First of all, shout out to you. I remember we were doing these. Only 20 people used to respond. Then it was 60. Now you're getting several hundred. So congratulations, Johnny. He said, our good friend at the 3T Warrior Academy, Mark Yusko, always talks about the four stages of crypto adoption. What stage do you believe we're in today? Over 82% of respondents said we are in the fight you stage, which we all know what comes next, Johnny. We're getting joined here and we're about to win. So I'm going to give you the floor and then we'll continue. Yeah, no, that's it. I just thought it was fascinating that actually in this case, people actually get it where we are. They Everybody's feeling it. Now, remember, guys, this is the beginning of the fight stage. We got three, four, five years of all this pain that's going to go through. And that's why I'm excited to see Coinbase saying, no, 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 no. We're going to actually fight this. So that's it. I didn't mean to steal too much airtime there. But. Well, Johnny, hey, no problem at all. We always talk about how in the United States, Ripple is being hindered by crypto regulation. Little did we know one of the largest exchanges on the planet, Coinbase, is also taking a major hit due to the SEC. But guys, we just broke 300 live listeners. We got 301 Ooh. live Ooh. listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We've got Andrew Cashflow in the building. And we're going to him next on this article. The largest crypto exchange in the United States, Coinbase, only has 20,000 users per week. In the meantime, Binance, which is the lar largest global exchange on the planet, has over 14 million weekly visits. The numbers here are astronomical, the difference, Andrew. And I think the biggest difference here is that the United States is not pro-crypto, whereas we've got other European nations not only adopting this stuff, but setting up regulation and protocols so people like us can get involved what does it mean to you that Coinbase is only receiving 20,000 people a week? And then we can talk about Binance. <laughs> yeah, what can I say about it? I mean, uh, I, I think there is a lot of fear still in, in the US. And, and you know what? I like Coinbase a lot. And they make it, at least for me from the Netherlands, they make it very easy for me to all and off-ramp my, 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 my fiat money, my euros. My euros are there in in less than five seconds, I have it from my bank account in my account of Coinbase. So it works fantastic. By the way, Binance had, had the same uh, the same thing, but they are not. Yeah, they are not allowed to do that anymore. But you know, I like Coinbase. I like Binance. That are the two co the exchanges I like the most. And yeah, I cannot help that Coinbase only get uh, 20k visit visits per week. Uh, I hope they will grow because the bigger they are. Yeah, the better for us. And yeah, and you know what? Yeah, Binance is uh, yeah, how much bigger? Fourteen bigger? million. I'd have to do the math here, Andrew, but I believe it's <laughs> it's definitely thousands and thousands of percent. There's only twenty one thousand people who are logging into their Coinbase account per week, and I'm one of them. So pretty interesting, Jackie. What do you think about fourteen million people using Binance, but only twenty thousand on Coinbase? I know we've talked about this before, um, but this kind of leads me to believe that there's a hidden agenda here to push Coinbase over other exchanges. Um, just, just kind of the partnerships, not the partnerships, but the favoritism, I guess we see with the SEC and then also statistics like this, where um, a lot more people are using Binance, but there are a lot of um, cases coming out against Binance, against um, BUSD, things like that. So definitely leads me to believe that there is, you know, kind of a hidden agenda there um, to kind of push Coinbase to the top. Um, when you see, yeah, when you see statistics like this, where Binance is, you know, consistently used more, it's been around a lot longer. It's, you know, it it has a wider spread across the world of of user base, things like that. Um, it's only natural that if you want to push another exchange to the top, that you're going to go after the top dog as well. So, that's kind of my thoughts on it. 
Absolutely, Jackie. And you made some great points there. One of the things that sticks out to me, Johnny, is we can connect these two articles here. Binance is the largest crypto exchange on the planet by a long shot. But now we have the SEC coming after the stablecoin that's issued by Binance. I do not believe that's a coincidence. We know there's no such thing as coincidence. There's only unrecognized patterns. Am I right, Johnny? What's it mean to you, my friend? Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, the SEC told us and you know, Gary told us in 2023, he was coming after all the exchanges. He's going to go after all of them. Now, what I don't know and why that data can be skewed, and I don't really, until I understand more, that data doesn't mean nothing to me, is we don't know, you know, Binance, as Jackie says, has been around for a long time. They may be in many, many more countries than actually Coinbase is to start with. So the reality is... Um, just, to, just to actually build off that, there is proof here, Johnny. So Binance is offered in way more countries. They're right. in Europe. They're in many smaller nations. But yeah. I want to point out, I want to point out, they're not offered in the United States. And Coinbase is in the United States and Europe. That's two major markets, only 20,000 users. So there is some discrepancy here. Well, no, Coin Binance is located. In, they are offered in the U.S. too. There's Binance USA. So there's Binance US and then there's Binance. This so is only Binance. So this, this is, is Binance.us. Binance. Binance. Right. So that means we're talking about all of the globe, right? Because Binance is in all the globe except, you know, that particular version of it, if that's what it is. And then you got Coinbase that's only primarily in the US. And yes, they're in the other countries, but they're mainly US. So it makes me wonder, you know, is it, I don't think it's an apples to apples comparison. However, nonetheless, even with that said, that is amazing how much activity Binance has. Abs, so big, so powerful, and it's smart for them to have. You know, they've got Binance, which is the whole globe, and then they've got Binance US. If if SEC gives them trouble, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna do what Nexo did. They're like, okay, no problem. We'll shut down the Binance US website, but we're still gonna keep our Binance Global website running, which is still gonna be the biggest in the world. And they're not gonna skip a beat. They're gonna keep going. And uh, to be honest with you. That's really what the world needs. We need we need a few of these exchanges because you have to be able to get on and off. And granted, you could use DeFi, but it's nice to have a few. But you need a couple of big players surviving and fighting the good battle here. And so we'll have to see how this thing goes. No surprise here that he's going after CZ, though. I'm not surprised. Johnny, we're about to show our listeners an interesting article I'm sure many people in the XRP community have never seen before. We're about to show you an interview or an article about a man named Matthew Mellon who made a billion dollars from his XRP investment only days before passing away. We're going to break down the details, guys. But We got 305 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to show you the smartest way to track your crypto. Here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. 
Guys, we talk about subconscious programming all the time and it's calling Merlin the smartest way to track your crypto. It's our way of programming the masses. I'm only joking, Johnny, but any quick statements here before we continue with this article? This next news article is something many people have never seen before. I'll just give a fresh reminder, guys. The link is in the tab below. Go, 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 go to Merlin Crypto. Sign up for the wait list. We're getting close. Hopefully it'll happen this quarter. We'll get it out there and you'll be able to actually uh, start having a great way to track your crypto and make those very, very important exit plans for the next bull run. Amazing, guys. And we're going to continue with this article here. Check out this breaking news. So it's actually, it's not breaking news. This is five years old. Crypto net worth is between $1 billion here. This is Matthew Mellon, the former chair of the New York Republican Party's finance committee, who turned into an XRP maximalist just days before passing away. He abandoned some early investments and sold his Bitcoin a few years ago after being heavily criticized by friends and family for this investment product. Mellon turned on to XRP, spending some $2 million to acquire tokens, which he likened because it's one of the few cryptocurrencies that are working within the banking system. He said cryptocurrency is scary, it's dark, and it's anti-American, said Mellon. I am pro-America, I'm pro-business, and I'm pro-bank. That's why I went with Ripple. Matthew Mellon is worth currently a billion dollars today in XRP alone, and it's a billion dollars he virtually received for free. I've actually earned it because I was the only person who was willing to raise my hand on this new financial revolution, and my family thought I was insane when I knew I hit a home run. So, Johnny, we're going to hear from the whole group here, but what do you think about this article back in 2018 stating not only was Ripple already working with banks, but this was the investment opportunity of a lifetime? Yeah, that's why I think everybody got now. Remember, I wasn't around in 2018, so I can't speak for that part of it. But I think that's why everybody was excited about the news and the splash. That imagine like today, if an, if if a, if a crypto came out and said, "Hey, we're working with all the banks, and we're going to solve a big problem," like everybody would go nuts and hop on it. And I think that's really what happened there. Here's the one part I keep struggling with, and maybe one of you guys could help me understand it. I keep hearing several people now saying. That crypto's anti-American. Can someone tell me? I mean, you want to talk about freedom. America. So <laughs> I, I can give my two cents here. Yeah, two cents. Yeah, I, I'm, I want to preface this. I do not have the right answer. But what I could say is this. Back in 2018, 2019, I remember that people were talking about how Bitcoin was controlled by Chinese miners. And this article is from 2018. So maybe uh, he's stating that a lot of the currencies out there were controlled by Chinese entities. And that's gotcha. why it wasn't pro-American. Okay. That is actually something I can kind of understand. Because when I think of Bitcoin today and the decentralization and the freedom that it gives, to me, it's it's the most American thing you can ask for, if you, or as close to as American as you can ask for. So I get I get a little bit I get a little bit confused here, and uh, I totally yeah, just like gold. Okay, I get it. Andrew, I'd like to get some of your thoughts here as well. We had a previous conversation before the show talking about Matthew Mellon and how he passed away in the same month that he gave away these statements from XRP. I do want to preface he had a, a plethora of health issues, but what does it mean to you that this billionaire came out and said crypto is anti-American, but Ripple, Ripple is pro-America? Uh, mute button, Andrew. Sorry. Um, um... Yeah, Ripple is, of course, also the bridge to the central bank digital currencies, you know, mm. and that, that's, that, that's a tool that's very useful. And Bitcoin is not a bridge to, uh, to, to, to you know, it is, it is decentralized and it gives the people the money or sorry, the, the power over their own money. And yeah, you know, and, <clears throat> and central banks don't like that. So then, then you can can yeah, put in, in you can put in stories about, yeah anti-american anti-democratic uh 
maybe uh, whatever you can think about. And, and you know, <clears throat> the human mind works in such a way that if you hear it over and over and over again, you start believing it. However, yeah, nine out of 10 people cannot even explain it why they believe it, but that's how it works. So I can also imagine that, that the, not only the central banks, but also the, 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 the major publishers and the, 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 the newspapers and, and the news stations, they work together to get such a narrative out in the, in the world so that more people get afraid of cryptocurrency because that, that's the whole goal. Yeah, where is the power going? And, and to me, that, that's that's what's happening at the moment. Thank you, Andrew. And I love this comment we got before we kick it to Jackie. <laughs> True to life commented and said, I believe that Europe is moving faster because they've had enough of the central bank's BS. By the time the U.S. has implemented the Fed Reserve, the U.S. is going to be a lagging indicator. And I very much agree. But something that's been going around around the XRP community this week, Jackie, is the fact that we could reach a $27 price target. And I am not stating this on our channel. This is not what we're predicting, but these are the rumors going around in the community if we get a repeat of what happened in the past, and that's when this article is from 2018, we could see an extension to the 1.618 on the Fibonacci's, which would take us just below $27, Jackie. So really quickly, is there any connection between the massive growth we saw in 2018 and the fact that Matthew Mellon was so pro XRP? Oh man, I think all of us would absolutely love that. Um, but I think it's a little too, um, a little too wishful thinking. Who knows one day uh, for sure that might be true, uh, but we would just have to wait and see. I think I think Matthew Mellon definitely made a good investment. It's it is kind of too bad that he is no longer around. Um, but I will say we we at the Academy track charts like that um, pretty frequently. We have calls Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so we give our give our expectations on a shorter time frame. Uh, but we are definitely pro XRP. A lot of us are, a lot of us have done our research as well, just like he did. I think we were a little bit later in the game, but still hold true to kind of his comments and, and believe in the same thing he did. Johnny Crypto, you know, what gets me excited is that this man's $2 million investment turned into over a billion dollars in only a 12 month time period. So for him to come out and say he's pro Ripple, I don't think it's a bold statement there, but one of the things that caught my attention is he said that this billion dollars was virtually for free because he earned it with his willingness to invest in new technology. Many of our listeners are going through the same thing in this bull run. If you know what you hold and you're not willing to sell, that's how you win in this market. And we showed some articles from BNY Mellon earlier this week stating that 86% of institutions are planning on holding their crypto for a long period of time. So just to close us out on this article, Johnny, what do you think of all this news? The fact that institutions are here and in 2018, Ripple was working with banks. Yeah, you know, remember though, absolutely. You know, we we talk about this all the time. He, he made an investment, but it wasn't in tech. It was it was a speculative investment, and he he. You know, when we looked at the chart, we showed it a long time ago. We got to find that chart where it shows you know the investment in speculative, and then you actually develop the technology and you, and you see the growth curve. The biggest portion when you make the most money is in this. No, not that one. It's in the speculative state, and he was brilliant. You know, if you can invest in speculation it's by far worth more value than the actual value of things in the beginning. And so, you know, if you're smart enough to play that, you know, that's great. And that's what he did. And kudos to him for that. And for all of us, because the reality is right now, we're all partly in the speculative space. Now, some of this stuff is already, you know, the tech has advanced from 2013 and 2017 to where we are today. Thanks. Um, where it actually is less speculative now. 
But kudos for him, man. He put his, he took a risk and he made a shit ton of money and, and he deserves it. Too bad he passed away. Andrew Castle, we're about to show an interesting video to our listeners about how Gary Gensler said, not your keys, not your crypto. When we know that's your slogan, but I wanted to show our listeners this as well. So this is John D in a prominent community, a prominent lawyer in the XRP community. He went on Patrick Bet David's podcast to talk about crypto regulation and specifically working with the United States. Now, what he's holding up here is a document that Ripple received from the SEC where every single word on the page was blacked out with a black highlighter. And there was over 50 documents in which every single word, every word on the page was removed by the SEC. So we can talk about that here. What do you think about the SEC coming in and stating, come and work with us, but at the same time, not being willing to disclose information with crypto projects? Andrew. Yeah, it, it gets more weird and weird and weird. I mean, you, you're going to sue people and, and projects and, and, and the rules are even not clear. I mean, what, what's happening? And then, and then, you know, sometimes I don't get it anymore. Gary Gensler, I don't want to change position with him, but it, I think he is used or is getting used by, by other forces and you know, I learned a lot of him from when he was still a teacher at, uh, at MIT. And I learned a lot from him from, from, uh, from crypto. But uh, at, at now, nowadays, I think, Gary, come on, get your shit together, pack your stuff, get out there and, and do another job. I mean, I think you make so many stuff worse and it's also not good for your own reputation. I'm not, not sure how old he is, but maybe he needs to retire when he finished his job with, with SEC. So it, it's actually, it's starting to begin a, a set story. Johnny, it's comical. We showed what Ripple, what happened to Ripple when they tried to work with the SEC. Blank documents were received in, the, in return. And we saw that Kraken was actually prosecuted by the SEC last week, <clears throat> paying $30 million in fines and permanently shutting down the United States staking service for obviously offering unregistered securities. So what do you think about Kraken coming out? Their CEO actually tweeted this. You're going to love this, Johnny. He said, Oh man, all I had to do was fill out a form on their website and tell them that staking rewards are received from staking. I wish I had known this before paying a $30 million fine. Johnny, I hope you're enjoying your breakfast while on Good Morning Crypto. What does this mean to you, my friend? You know, at the end of the day, I, you know, obviously he's just joking around there. I'm sorry, I had to take my medicine. He was just joking around there. And so what's going on now when you look at it, <laughs> it actually does make you wonder if he had a chance to do something like that but the reality is i uh, you know kraken has been one of those companies apps that they've been following things by the book they've been always wanting to do things right in the u.s to avoid i think a big disaster here with the sec so was nexo nexo was very very careful as well in what they were trying to do so you know now you're going to look at it as did they make a mistake did they cave in too quick abs should they have fought the big fight or should they have, you know, just cowed down to it? Now the reality is, you know what sucks in the end, Abs? You know who really loses here? American citizens, retail investors, Correct. anybody who had money in these projects? Think about this. Think, I just want you guys to think Me, about this. because I don't have breakfast. I have been, it was a banana. I had to take it over my stomach. <laughs> so it was one of those things where at the end of the day, when you think of what just, let's, let's just break it down to what really happened here. You go to the bank today and you get what? 0.0001% interest rate if you're lucky, right? where these exchanges were offering you an opportunity to go ahead and, you know, Kraken was paying, got up to 20% and something, but the most of the stuff was four, five, 6%.
which is what you would normally expect for an interest rate. Sometimes you can get that depending on the on the Federal Reserve rates, but typically you can't. So now there was this opportunity to go in, you know, and put yourself in what you felt, felt was a virtually safe place. Kraken, Nexo, Nexo is also 100% um, uh, covered in their investment. They have their audits. And so you and I, as a general citizen, could have earned 4 or 5%. That's a nice return, right? Yeah. Now, what do we get? We can't do nothing because the SEC decided that Kraken wasn't telling us how we were investing our money. Or, you know, they didn't have the right disclosures to do that. And, you know, to me, that's just a bunch of horse bullshit. This is what's really happening is here is you can kind of see it. I think I think uh, Yuska said it, lobbying, right? The banks are like, wait a minute. If they're paying out 5% and we're paying out 0.01, we're not going to get any money. <laughs> and if we don't get money, we can't lend money. And so I'll leave you guys to draw your own conclusions at that point. You know what, Johnny? You bring up a fantastic point, which is that the SEC seems to go after whoever is attacking the banking industry. Ripple had one of the most successful products when it came to on-demand liquidity, specifically for adoption outside of the United States. What did we get in 2020? Right before Ripple was about to IPO on the New York Stock Exchange, a lawsuit comes in from the SEC just in time for the big banks to start testing their own blockchain technology while slowing down Ripple's growth at the same time. But guys, we got 287 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Andrew Cashflow, check out this update because Johnny Crypto brought it up and it's the most important detail of this impending lawsuit. As for the expectations of profits, he wrote, rewards are simply payments for validation services provided to the blockchain and not a return on investments. In the enforcement action against Kraken, the SEC took issue with how the firm advertised its unregistered products with an annual investment return of as much as 21% on its yield and staking protocols. Now, Coinbase could be a little bit concerned because it, per it actually advertises its own staking rewards, claiming that you can receive a huge reward. I believe it's up to 17% in yield. So Andrew Cashflow, what do you think about Coinbase advertising a return? The SEC could use that as bait for a lawsuit. Uh, you know, there is there is so much confusion here because what, you, what I already said earlier, it is not staking. I mean, Bitcoin is a proof of work blockchain. You cannot stake on a Bitcoin uh, blockchain, the same like Litecoin and, and other coins. So there is so much confusion here. And then people are going to 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 attack each other on 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 in terms that, that are even fuzzy. So, yeah, but what can I say about this? Um, what I already said earlier, let, let them do their battle. And um, I would say, stake, stake your own coins in your, in your Exodus and, 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 and your atomic wallets and, your, uh, and other wallets. So Absolutely, Cashflow. And I wanted to show this article very briefly for our, for our listeners out there. As the SEC chairman is stating, not your keys, not your coin. So we're going to let the short clip play and go back to the group here. Here we go. Chair Gensler, it's great to see you this morning. There's um, a, a phrase online where they say, tell it to me like I'm five. So for those who are uninitiated into what happened here, tell it to me like I'm five. What, what, what was Kraken doing and what was the problem that you were trying to solve? Um, Andrew, what Kraken was doing was asking the American public for their uh, coins uh, crypto tokens and saying, I'll give you a return, 4% to 21% returns. And the problem was they were not disclosing to the investing public uh, the risk that the investing public was entering into. And we have a basic bargain in the United States since the 1930s. You can take whatever risk you want 
Companies like Kraken can offer investment contracts and investment schemes, but they have to have full, fair, and truthful disclosure. And this puts the investors who watch your program in a better position. That's our basic bargain. They were not complying with that basic law. There you go, Johnny Crypto. He makes it sound so simple and so easy to understand, but we know that the lines are much blurrier than Gary Gensler's portraying here. Many companies have come in and worked with the SEC and walked out the front door with a lawsuit in hand. So I understand why many cryptocurrencies are afraid to disclose what they're doing. They know a lawsuit could be impending. So to close us out before our next article, what do you think about these statements from Gary Gensler and also not your keys, not your coins? You know, the, the not your keys, not your coins, I think is a little that that argument is is a little different than what Gary said. Gary's right. In the in the U.S., we have a law where you have to disclaim the risk or, or disclose, sorry, disclose the risk. And to be honest with you, Abs, and I, and, and I have to go back and look on Kraken's um, website because I was using their earning uh, platform. I loved it. I mean, it was great. It was simple. You just push a button and it transfers it over. Um I don't recall. I know when you would click it, it would tell you a small little warning of what was going on, but I don't, it definitely didn't give the level of detail and risk that you see when you invest, like in other sites, you get like this long, huge page, you know, you can't even read the words. They're so small, you know, a full two page disclosure, like what's going on. And if, and if that's all Kraken had to do and they didn't, and I'm sure it's not that simple, but if it was, I mean, they should have done that. I mean, it's not that hard to you know put the damn thing up there. And don't give the SEC an excuse. Like you heard what he said, right? Oh, well, they didn't disclaim that. Well, maybe, you know, maybe Jesse was right. Maybe Jesse should have put that up on the website. And maybe that would have taken the uh, the argument away from the SEC to say, hey, we came after you because you didn't disclose to the public. If Jesse said, well, here it is. Here's a two-page document telling all the risks and staking. Boom, 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 boom. Maybe it would have been a different game, and it makes you wonder why, why they didn't do that if they weren't doing that. But I'm going to have to go check that now. I'm curious to see if maybe somewhere in their terms of service they capture that somewhere. I don't know, but apparently apparently they didn't. But Johnny, I want you to check this out as well. It's not the only news talking about Gary Gensler. As Gary Gensler's been exposed for possibly knowing the details of these lawsuits before the general public, we've got some proof here for our listeners as more great news from Eleanor Tourette. Go follow this lady on Twitter. She puts out some of the best content in the crypto sphere. She said Gary Gensler has been releasing these victory lap videos in conjunction with most major SEC settlements and announcements. But when does he have the time to make them? Settlements have to be voted on by the commission. And yesterday's meeting was closed door and it began at 2 p.m. This video came out only an hour and 15 minutes later. Is he front running the commission's vote when he makes them? They clearly have some time to make as they're highly, highly produced. So is Gensler being a good steward of the taxpayer money by producing these videos beforehand? It's pretty funny, Johnny Crypto, that Gary Gensler is taking this time to do a little media campaign for himself. I'd like to get some of your comments and we'll kick it to Jackie. What do you think about this? You know, <laughs> of course, Gary knows the answer. Of course, Gary knows what's going on in in these cases. But what I find interesting, Abs, I'm going to throw something at you that that to give you a different way to think about it. Here's what I think is happening. I think what's happening is I like how they say that, you know, he's had a victory lap of a bunch of these small victories, right? He got the one over Kardashian. He's got the library. He's got the Nexo. He's got the, right? He's got, what's the latest one? He just got cracking, right? He's piling these up. You know why? Because I think there's a big loss coming. So think about it. At the end of the day, if you could come out and say, because they're going to lose Ripple, I would think they will, right? Or so something's going to happen there. And I'm wondering if it's going to be like, well, okay, 
we lost one, but hey, we got these five wins, you know, because they don't want to come out looking like there's no way they were going to go 0-1. The SEC wasn't going 0-1. They weren't coming out and going to lose the Ripple and not have any wins. But if you're 5-1, 5-1 sounds a lot, hell of a lot better than 0-1, doesn't it? So again, that's just my take. I'm just wondering if they're letting them stack up a bunch of wins because, you know, and the reality is I hope that's the case at this point because we all know we want that one win. We need that ripple win. So five and one would be a good thing, in my opinion. I'd, I'd be happy to see that. Absolutely, guys. And Jackie, we're coming to you first. I'd like to close out this episode with a video of one of our friends, BitBoy Crypto, talking about what he anticipates is going to be the largest mover in the 2025 bull run. Before we do that, we got 273 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. and Enjoy this clip from BitBoy Crypto because XRP could be the chosen one. Yes, XRP is going to be the number one coin for the next bull run. It was the number two coin in 2017. It was the most popular coin for sure. This 2025 cycle, XRP will be the largest winner in the bull market. Boom, and that's music to my ears, Johnny Crypto, but we showed our listeners a chart of what happened before. Look at 2017. I want to remind our listeners, from 2017 to the beginning of 2018, Ripple did a 70,000% gain on your crypto. Every dollar you put in here turned into $7,000, and history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. So I love what BitBoy Crypto had to say here. 60 seconds left in the video. Jackie, let's start with you. What does it mean? Man, I would love that prediction. I love BitBoy. Um yeah, guys, it's totally possible. You know, we hit uh, three three and change uh, on the all-time high, and so a 9x from there, that is totally possible. Um, so I don't know. I'm not going to say any predictions, but it's possible. I, I love the fact, Abs, that BitBoy came all the way around from somebody who was not really an XRP, um, the, what's the word, hodler, backer, whatever, and now he's fully on board. He is so fully up. Just like our boy Yusko, right? Yeah. Well, Yusko's coming. <laughs> no, Yusko's turning the ship. The Titanic is slow. It takes time to turn that big ship. But you saw Yusko is actually starting to think about it now, starting to realize, like, hey, there could be some real-world utility there. So good for Yusko. But you see guys like Yusko turning, you know, seeing it. You got you got BitBoy, who, who's been in this space forever and understands it better than most people, and he's on board with it. I mean, come on. You got you to gotta sniff the air, and if it smells good <laughs> – you got a lot of people liking the smell of XRP. We just got to get that monkey off its back. The minute the SEC is off, you know, someday I do agree with him. I think in the next bull run, if the SEC is not on their back, we get to see XRP do the the rocket move to the Absolutely, moon. Absolutely, Johnny Crypto. And I want to remind our listeners of this as well. Back in 2018, we had XRP actually pass up Ethereum and market cap, and we weren't even on listed. We weren't listed on American exchanges such as Coinbase or Uphold. XRP was not open to the American public yet still was the second largest crypto in the market. But we're going to close this show out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to Andrew Cashflow. And thank you to Jackie, the crypto juggernaut. We got 275 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go.